Hello, this is Psychic Medium Miss Sarah with Psychic Medium School, and I just want to go over with you guys and just kind of share my experiences and what brought me to this point. So when I was nine years old, I experienced my first clairaudient and clairvoyant um, experience, and what had happened is I uh, was in my bed in my childhood home, and from across the house... I envisioned a little boy playing with uh, an old barn that my brother and I had. And basically, I heard the doors opening and shutting, and it made a moo sound, right? So, I actually heard the little boy say, come and play with me. And I told my parents about it, and they, you know, it kind of scared them, I think, honestly. And they actually saged our house after that, but they told me it was just my imagination, or I was just dreaming, which is common, I think, for parents, especially with people that um, don't have any experience with that kind of thing. It just scares them. So from there, um, later on, uh, when my mom passed away, I actually experienced a lot of things. And I at, still at that point didn't recognize that I had uh, psychic abilities. So one of the things that had happened when she passed away, um, untimely, um, she passed away of uh, of a m- 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 medical overdose, basically. She had taken uh, morphine and uh, some other pills that weren't hers. And to this day, we still don't know if she had done it intentionally or if it was an accident. I think personally that she thought that she was going to get help. And so... Um, some of the experiences that I had with that was she babysat my daughter. My daughter was only, had just turned one when my mom passed away. And my daughter would stand up in her crib in the middle of the night, just talking to the corner of the wall or, you know, up in the corner. And I thought that was odd. And finally, um, finally it came to a breaking point where I, I actually out loud told my mother that she needed to let my daughter sleep. And from that point on, it stopped. So another thing that had happened is in the middle of the night, and you have to understand this is the most experiences in one short period of time that I'd had up until that point. And so in the middle of the night, I was dreaming. And I had a dream that my mother was at the door and I'd answered it. And her husband was behind, her husband at the time was behind her. And she said, I'm alive, sir. I'm okay. I'm okay. And then I woke up in the middle of the night, sat straight up in my bed, and I watched a woman. Straight up from my bed was my doorway that led downstairs. Um, I seen a woman in a long white dress with dark brown hair like my mother. There's a picture of my mother that she always thought was the best picture of her, and it was when she was 16 years old. And... um, The dress was similar to the dress that she would have worn at my mother and father's wedding. And so I sat straight up and I seen her and she was glowing and I couldn't really make out her like facial features or anything like that because it happened so quickly. But she turned and she, you know, left the doorway like she was walking down the stairs. And that obviously like was at that time the most... Um, 
like the most extreme experience that I'd had to that point. And at this point, I still didn't know that I was clairaudient or clairvoyant or any of the other clairs for that matter. So then I was leaving the house one day. Uh, this all happened within about two weeks of her passing too. And I know a lot of other people experience this and that's why I'm sharing this because it was, it was a sense of, it was a sensory overload at that point. So I was leaving the house, getting ready to go to work. My daughter, daughter had a, you know, a little potty chair. This was in 2008, right? Little potty chair that whenever she peed in the chair, uh, chair, it had a sensor in the bottom of it. Then it would say, it would do this like da -da 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 sound so that the child felt rewarded for going to the bathroom in the toilet, right? So she had some other toys that made noise, but that particular toy my mom had bought for her, or potty chair my mom had bought for her, and it just kept going off. Um, all of a sudden, I was walking out, getting ready to walk out of the living room and go to work, but I was getting ready and walking around the house, and that chair started going off um, along with multiple other toys all at once, and uh, now I know that spirits can control um, certain things, and that's one of them. They can control electronical devices. Um, there's something about their frequency that allows that. So as I'm walking out, I'm shutting off, trying to, at first I just tried to stop it and then like shut the, finally I got the toys and I just shut them all off. And thankfully, I know a lot of people do experience that they still go off after that, but I'm pretty sure that she kind of got the message that it was too much for me to handle. And so that was the, um, a few things, little things happened after that. A, a picture that was leaned back on a, on one of those, it was leaned back and it was propped up basically. Um, but it was too far back to fall forward and it fell forward. And that was, um, and my, my daughter also, actually, I, I kind of forgot about that. My daughter actually, uh, was talking when I started to put together pictures of my mom and, uh, prepare for her funeral she was actually um, talking to the pictures and babbling, and she said, she said grandma, which was one of the first times I'd ever heard her say that, but she knew that that was her grandma, which was, she had spent every day, my mom babysat her every day, so she knew who my mom was really well. So that was just an experience that um, made me realize that I had different abilities, and when I talked about it with other people, they just basically... Um, in fact, one girl I talked to when I, I work, a co-worker at the time, she basically told me that um, scientifically that people start to imagine things when their loved ones pass, which obviously, I mean, if you have any sort of psychic ability, you know that that's, um, it's not your imagination at all, especially when so many people experience the same thing. So uh, then later on, um, I started experiencing, and this was, I don't know, last year, I started experiencing, um, different things and I was hearing things and it just slowly I started to, to realize that I had some sort of gift and I knew in the past, but I actually started to accept it. And when I accepted it, you know, I, I messaged my cousin, she's got a lot of experience with that. I said, you, what is this? You know, uh, do you have any idea? And I'm glad I finally reached out and said something because she explained to me that I was experiencing clairaudient, um, clairaudient, it was a clairaudient experiences, you know. So 
um, later on, and she kind of talked to me about auras and how to find auras and that kind of thing, which I thought was really interesting because it's nothing that I had tried before. So, uh, I actually, and the reason that I decided to help people, help other people, is because I actually started developing um, my skills. And the first thing I did, not knowing what I was doing, the first thing I did was get a meditation and do a, a, a opening my third eye chakra, which is a mistake if you don't do it right. So I did the meditation, and I'll share that meditation with you guys at some point. Um, it's on YouTube, and it's basically uh, opening your third eye chakra. There's no um, there's no words in the uh, meditation. I don't recommend that. Um, I recommend just music. And so that's what I did. I opened my third eye chakra, and all of a sudden I started experiencing sensory overload. And if any of you communicate with spirit, you know that when spirit understand when one spirit understands that you can receive messages, all of a sudden other spirits come forward and they're trying to communicate with you. And it can cause sensory overload. So I I sleep with a fan on at night. I like the white noise, but I was hearing music in the fan, which I'd heard before, but it, it just hit more of an extreme, right? I couldn't go into places like we have a local bar that we, uh, my boyfriend and I go and eat at it a lot, and the kids, you know, and it's an old VFW post. It used to be a bank. Basically, this place has a lot of historical um, features that would cause it to be a really active area. And, and it is, it's a really active area, but the thing is, is I would go in there and I would just experience massive sensory overload. And so, um, that's something that I experienced that I think a lot of people, uh, need to understand that it's okay to want to enhance your abilities, but there's a couple things that you need to do before that. And one thing is learning how to ground yourself and grounding yourself is so simple and easy. Um, basically grounding yourself you can do it inside or outside, and I've talked about this before, barefoot, how, whatever makes you comfortable. But basically what you're doing is you're, um, and this, my cousin explained this to me, and when she explained this to me, I was just thankful like that I had some sort of relief from the sensory overload. But you're basically, you're imagining yourself, roots coming through the bottom of you, going into the earth, and you being one with the earth. And the whole point of grounding is to... Um, be in the moment. Experience what's around you, the noises. If you're outside, the birds chirping, uh, nature, all of that. If you're inside, just the peace, quiet, the smell. Just be in the moment and take some time. Grounding actually has a lot of um, health benefits. And I think I probably talked about that before. So grounding yourself really helps um, helps you. And protecting yourself, when I say protecting yourself... I mean, using sage, using uh, mantras and affirmations to make sure that you are not bringing in negative entities. And generally speaking, if your intention is not to bring in negative entities, you most of the time you won't. But sometimes that happens anyway, especially if you're doing readings like I do. Um, and I've talked about that before. Uh, it's, be very careful doing readings or connecting with people who have ever committed suicide or died in a, a very tragic way. Because sometimes you, uh, when you open yourself up to them, you open yourself up to other, other entities and things like that that just aren't, aren't good. So honing in your gifts. So I, I went through and I, I asked 
uh, a, the group of people that are in the Exploring Claire Audience group on Facebook. You can definitely look that up. It's E-X-P-L-O-R-I-N-G-C-L-A-I-R-A-U-D-I-E-N-C-E. And you can look that up on Facebook. Um, we actually explore the eight Claire senses. And so, uh, if you experience any of those, it's a great place to talk and kind of get, you know, get to know other people that have the same experiences that you do. I personally can only share my own experiences, um, or sometimes things that other people have told me that they experience. So one thing is honing in on your gifts. A big, one of the questions was, how do you hone in on your gifts? Okay. So honing in on your gifts, um, it has a lot to... Well, one, trusting your ability. Um, Doing that opening your third eye chakra meditation is excellent for uh, enhancing your abilities. And then honing in on your abilities. It takes a little practice, but basically once you open up your third eye chakra more, you're going to get clearer information, but then you need to make sure that you're doing grounding work. Um, and protecting yourself with sage on a regular basis, and uh, different stones help for protection and grounding as well. Hematite is a great stone for grounding because it has some uh, magnetic qualities or magnetite qualities. So definitely keeping things around there, holding them, and uh, clear quartz works good for a lot of things, protection included. So keeping those types of stones around really helps. get rid of any negative entities and and help you ground yourself. Sometimes people carry, and I I don't do this as often as a lot of people I know, but carrying a hematite stone around with you in your pocket or just holding it every once in a while is a great uh, way to ground yourself. Or using it in your hand while you're doing uh, grounding work is good too. But honing in on the gifts, if you open up your third eye chakra and then you do the grounding work and the protection work, then you're going to experience a higher level of, um, you're going to have a higher frequency, basically. And you're going to get more information clearer. And then from there, you're basically just going to want to um, trust your instincts and do some meditation work and meditate opening other third eye or third chakra, or excuse me, other chakras. So like with clairaudience, your uh, throat chakra is a great one to work on because it actually goes hand in hand with the clairaudience because it's the chakra of communication. So controlling your gifts, when you're, when we're talking, somebody had asked, how do you control your gifts? Well, controlling your gifts directly relates to uh, grounding work. And I hear a lot of people overcomplicate that, but it is that simple. Make sure you're grounding yourself because that's how you're going to control your abilities. Uh, So I've heard people talk about how to get rid of the abilities. I didn't want to do that because I feel like it's a gift. And at first I didn't feel like that. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like it's a gift and I need to share uh, what I need to share with other people, right? This is what I do for a living now and I want to be able to control it just like you guys do. So controlling it is just grounding work. I mean, using a hematite, uh, stone, sitting and grounding on a regular basis, at least once a week, but I'd recommend it more than that. Just sitting quietly and imagining those roots connect with earth. Um, everything on earth is connected energetically. 
And I've heard people say, I actually read a book about it, and I wish I could remember what the name of the book was, but basically it talked about energies and how all different, uh, all different living things and even some things that aren't living have an energy to them. So that, that you guys would probably know as an aura, right? So if you look at a plant, you can see an aura. And I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, that's something I learned from a cousin as well. Um, and the aura is definitely something that um, I think it's good to to be able to recognize. So controlling your gifts, just simply grounding yourself. That's all you got to do. And that's going to help a lot. So then we have um, another person asked, how do you trust your skills and intuition? And you know what? The bottom line is, is no psychic is as correct 100% of the time, period. Not me, not anyone. Anyone could say they are. It's bullshit. They're not. There's no possible way. And the reason why is because when you're reading for somebody or even for yourself, sometimes lines get crossed. And it's just kind of like, you know, when people pray, right? And, and then they receive something that they didn't want, but then later on they realize that uh, uh, God delivered what was best for them, right? You can believe whatever you want. I'm just, this is just an example. Um, and I, I, I personally, I love that other people have their own opinions and their own beliefs because that's what makes them an individual. This is just an example. So, so God delivers and it's not exactly what we want, right? And what we find is later on uh, that it was actually what was best for us. What we were praying for wasn't what we needed. And so it's kind of the same way when you're doing readings. I know that sometimes we tell people things that they don't want to hear. That's another issue or another, you know, sometimes people don't like that, but it's what they need to hear, right? Uh, but sometimes lines get crossed. Like we, uh, frequencies get crossed. Like, uh, we might be giving them, or we might be trusting the intuition. The intuition tells us, um, that, well, let's say it's somebody wanting a new job. Like it may, my intuition might tell me, and this happens every once in a while. It's not like it happens all the time, but it might tell me, um, this person is going to love the next job that they're hired for. And the the way lines cross here is maybe they um, applied at a few different places and they think they're getting the one job and they don't and it ends up some, some, some other job. It's just, it is what it is. It's, it's because you're recognizing something and sometimes it's difficult to hone in exactly what it is, right? It's kind of like, that's the same reason a lot of people don't do um, pregnancy readings. I do. Um... You can't be right 100% of the time, but I'm guessing I'm probably right 90% of the time. Accurate information 90% of the time. And it's just because I trust the intuition. I just trust the clairvoyant messages that are coming in. I trust the clairaudient messages that are coming in. So just trust it. Trust it. You know, if if you hear something in your mind that says you should maybe go a different direction to work, in a day, go the different direction. It's not going to hurt anything, right? It might take you a little more time. Okay, so let's 
move on to the proper ability to receive and give messages. And with me, it I mean, you can practice. I did at first. I practiced. I was on a hotline for like, I don't know, a couple months. It was really slow, and that's why I decided to move to Etsy um, because I could control my brand and all this other stuff. Uh, But so basically, the proper ability to receive and give messages is just trusting your instincts. If you open your third eye chakra, enhance your abilities, do the grounding work, that's basically all it comes down to, and then trusting your abilities. Because then you're going to receive messages more frequently, and you're going to be able to control the messages better. If you ever receive sensory overload, and you've done all those things... You need to actually be very clear with the spirit that you want gone and very adamant, letting them know that you do not want to communicate with them. They do not belong here and you're done talking, that they need to go. It's just, it's that simple. Um, Sometimes people, I mean, you know, you see on TV, poltergeist, things like that. That's a whole different level from what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about, you know, basic psychic abilities. So... Um, when to give messages. Now, this is something that I, uh, I wrote down myself because one, there was a person in uh, the group that, you know, she's a hairdresser and she keeps getting messages. Um, one thing I would say is their messages are probably accurate, quite honestly. Her messages are probably quite accurate and she's just learning to trust her intuition, but delivering the message you want to be careful about sometimes because not everyone is open or ready to receive messages. So that's why personally, if I receive a message and it's someone close to me that I know, I'll deliver the message. But unless someone is open to that, I mean, if you really want to feel it out, you might ask them if they believe in spirits or something like that, just something real simple to kind of open the door to that um, because you, you don't want to just jump in and just tell them information that they're not ready for. It might scare them. Just, I know we as, we, uh, people as having psychic abilities, they don't think about that necessarily because we're not scared of it, I guess, unless we're experiencing sensory overload. Um, but other people might be, right? So just kind of be careful about that. It's something that I personally, if I hear a message and I'm out, like, I'll just tell, if it's a spirit that's just nagging on me, I'll just tell them to stop. Like, I'm not delivering that message and I I can't help you. Sorry. So, um, another person had, mess- or had mentioned having a conversation with yourself. And this is a clairaudient uh, thing. So, clairaudient is clear psychic hearing. We know that, right? Um, so... When you have clairaudient experiences, sometimes it's internal. And having a com- talking to yourself as a clairaudient, by the way, is common, like very common. Like if you ever sat in um, in my office as I'm working, like I talk to myself the whole time. And I like to joke because it's like I, I need ex- expert advice. So who else would I talk to, right? Ha ha. Uh, so... Having a conversation with yourself in your mind, most of the time, especially if you already know you're clairaudient or, or think that you might be clairaudient, you're not necessarily having a conversation with yourself, right? You're having, because this took me a long time to learn too, like 
I thought that it was my own thoughts until I started to realize that it was things that I would not know or words that I wouldn't use or, and I've talked about that before, but having a conversation, it's not necessarily with yourself. That's just it. That's clear audience. Like I can have conversations with spirit that are never vocal. Like they're never, they're never words literally coming out of my mouth. It's a, it's a clear audience communication back and forth. So you can, you can ask questions and things like that and they'll answer, um, in most, or in some cases they'll answer. Um, so that's just something that the communication, the conversation isn't necessarily conversation with yourself. It's, um, a lot of the time it's a clear audience conversation with a spirit, uh, or your spirit guides, your angels, your guardian angels. Um, and when you connect too, by the way, when you connect with your spirit guides and your angels, your spirit team, they're going to help you. You always want to do that too. When I talk about this, that's something, that's the first people you want to try to connect with, right? Or the first entities you want to try to connect with because they'll help you navigate who is, who you should talk to and who you maybe shouldn't. And they'll help communicate and they'll almost be, um, the median, uh, in the conversation. They're, they're the ones that will deliver sometimes. And I experience where I'm communicating directly to, um, but there, if it's something that you're concerned about connecting with the spirit or you need some sort of buffer, your, your spirit guides and your angels, um, they'll, they'll be there to help you communicate and you can, meditation will help you connect with them. There's uh, several different meditations on YouTube that'll help you connect with them. And uh, basically, when you're meditating to connect with your spirit guides or your angels, you just want to set the intention. Meditation is different than grounding. You want to set your intention and focus on what you're wanting. And sometimes it takes a few times, but that's exactly how you find out your spirit guides' names as well sitting there meditating and focusing on the intention of finding out who they are and connecting with them. So that is, that's all the questions that I had for today. And I hope that you guys find this information valuable. If you have questions, let me know. You can always join the group or you can message me at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at Psychic Medium School. P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-M-E-D-I-U-M-S-C-H-O-O-L.com. If you have a question that you uh, personally want answered, I'd love to help you guys answer, find the answers to your questions and help you guys hone in on your abilities. Um, it can enhance your abilities and learn how to control them so you don't have to experience sensory overload like I did and so that you understand the abilities that you're working with. I hope that helps you guys all and I'll look forward to talking to you soon.